this show is not for the easily offended. So if you are easily offended, go listen to something else. Welcome to Comic Book Noise. I'm your host, Derek Howard. Comic Book Noise can be found at comicbooknoise.com. It's part of the Deliberate Noise Network. For more details, please go to deliberatenoise.com. And although I don't mention it, um, there are some shows that are no longer um, going in the uh, Deliberate Noise Network. So if you want to... um, Take a you know take a look at some of the old shows, ones that have uh, stopped producing for one reason or the other. Uh, go to deliberatenoisenetwork.com, and you'll see that I'm starting to put uh, put up an archive site. Um, it actually saves uh, space and file count um, on like our main web hosts. <laughs> you know, so yeah, just check it out. Uh, it's really not, yeah, tell me what you think because each one leads to its own, like a static web page. So, there you go. Anyway, uh, if you'd like to uh, send feedback, you can email me. My email address is Derek, that's D E R E K, at comicbooknoise.com. Or you can call the audio comment line at 734-331-0772. If you want to. Um, make a donation to the show to help uh, Comic Book Noise uh, to keep going. Go to uh, comicbookpage.com on the homepage. You'll see a link there for uh, making PayPal donations as well as donating all phonic minutes. And um, a link to where you can become a patron on Patreon. Um, once again, I'd like to thank all the patrons and, uh, for their continued support. And also, once again, I don't have a list of names in front of you, so I apologize for that. And this morning, I was thinking of something, right? Um, Greg Rucka, his, I guess his highest profile book that he's writing right now is Wonder Woman, I think. I think he's writing Wonder Woman. I don't know because I don't read Wonder Woman anymore. Um, when New 52 came around, uh, I was I was really into the Wonder Woman written by um, Brian Azzarello with, uh, started off with artwork by Cliff Chang. Um, and it was a different spin on Wonder Woman, okay? Because I, I was thinking about this this morning, right? Um, Brian Azzarello is known as, like, the crime guy. You know, he writes stories. Well, he's mostly known... He was mostly known for um, 100 Bullets. And a lot of the stories that he told revolved around some kind of crime or murder. A very uh, pulp feel to them. Um, When I mean pulp, I don't mean pulp heroes. Like, um, 
like Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange, uh, Doc Savage, or um, the Shadow people like that. I mean, uh, like Raymond Chandler books, and uh, you know uh, Philip Marlowe and Sam Spade, Mike Hammer, stuff like that. Um, so when he, he did his Wonder Woman, you know, on the face it looks like. You know, if you just walk by, you'd see, okay, this looks like a superhero story um, going up against mythological beings, right? But when you actually would read in, on the inside, it looked like a, uh, a mythologically based superhero, because that's what uh, Wonder Woman really is, and a lot of times they only have her facing threats they don't really have her facing like the politics of um of the uh the 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 greek pantheon right which there was like really a lot of politics going on if you actually read the the original stories people are always trying to make um deals and there was all kinds of rivalries um alliances that kind of thing i mean so uh a lot of writers didn't really focus on that part they try to keep it as um, basic as possible, you know, um, which mostly boiled down to her always fighting Ares, <laughs> you know, or her fighting Pluto. Uh, but for the most part, uh, Zeus just stood around looking Zeusy. Hera would give Hera and Athena would give um, uh, uh, advice. Even though Wonder Woman always say merciful Minerva, you know, which is kind of weird. Um, and like Apollo would sometimes act like a little crybaby, sometimes. And Mercury was like her friend, you know. Um, but when Azarello took over, he got more into like the pettiness of these characters. So. Um, when I read it, I was looking at, okay, he's placed her in with the Pantheon, you know, this is more like a mythological story after all, but the more I think about it, a lot of the adventures that she was going on, they were pretty much just also a crime story, you know, uh, those, uh, kidnappings, um, she, uh, Diana had to figure some things out, you know what I mean? So, I mean, it's like she was still a crime person. You know, I mean, it was still, she's still a, a, a hard-boiled detective in a crime novel. Um, but instead of being Sam Spade, who was suffering from sort of a PTSD, um, she was a superhero who was pretty much used to running through you know, running through motherfuckers, I don't know how else to put it, you know, um, so yeah, so I was thinking about that, right, it's like, okay, so, I know Azarello was, was, was writing the book for a long time, um, and then the Finches took over, and I tapped out after, like, one or two issues, not because of what they were doing was bad, although some people didn't like the artwork, um, it was too big of a, of a shift for me, you know what I mean? It's like, 
this is the story that I've been reading for the past few years. Somebody new comes on and they pretty much flush everything. <laughs> you know, it's like I realize that the new person wants to come in and put their own stamp on a book or else why take over the book. Um, and it's not even like the first time that that's happened to me where I'm reading a book. I'm really enjoying it. A new creative team comes on and takes it in a whole different direction. You know, uh, I think like at least for me, the biggest example of that would be the Doom Patrol, really, you know, a few years ago where it started off with uh, Paul Cooperberg and I want to say Steve Lytle. Um, but then uh, Eric Larson took over and, you know, I've, I've been an Eric Larson fan for, for quite a while. Right. So he took over and. His stories were were, were were pretty good, you know, but they were just, he was just like a, a placeholder for the uh, Scottish guy they brought in, um, Grant Morrison. They brought in this guy named Grant Morrison and Richard Case to do the artwork, and they totally changed the, uh, the book, you know. So we had this... Um, this uh, this sort of mystery on who shit what was her name I can't remember her name now but she this woman claimed to be the chief's wife right I want to say Tempest but that doesn't sound right huh. well she was one of the few um, Indian uh, characters that I can remember right who didn't play on some sort of stereotype you know it wasn't like Sinbad from um, those Superman books, um, and I don't mean Sinbad the Sailor, I mean this, uh, this, this teenager who got a bunch of, um, superpowers, and so the first thing he does is decide to call himself Sinbad, <sighs> yeah, oh, who was that guy from, uh, the Super Friends, uh, not the Super Friends themselves, but the, the Global Guardians, there was a guy who wore a turban, and, uh, and a vest, and I cannot remember his name, but, you know, she wasn't like that, she just happened to be a, uh, an Indian woman, um, one of the few I want to point out that didn't have, uh, four arms in comic books, um, and she said that her husband wanted her to take over for the Doom Patrol, and so she put together a new Doom Patrol, and they were going on adventures for a while, you know. And then all of a sudden, Chief comes back from the dead. Uh, which, if you remember one thing about Doom Patrol, for a while they were pretty much defined by the fact that they made a uh, sacrifice. That the, that the Doom Patrol, all four of them, sacrificed themselves to save a town of 13 people that they didn't know from being blown up. They said, no, don't blow them up, blow us up. And then a couple years later, it turns out that uh, Robot Man didn't die, which makes sense. You know, then all of a sudden it turned out, well, okay, Negative Man also didn't die. It's like, okay, so the out of the group, the only ones who died were the woman and the, uh, the handicapped dude, right? And so then it turns out that uh, the handicapped dude didn't die. 
So it's like, okay, so the only one who died was the woman, and then it turns out the woman didn't die. So it's like, what the fuck? So their their big sacrifice was for shit, right? Anyway, um, I forgot where it was. Oh yes, yeah. So we didn't know if she was the uh, really the wife or not because Chief came back and he says, I don't know who this woman is, right? And everybody's like, who are you? And that was, and then she ended up dying in uh, a crossover. I want to say one of the invasion crossovers. And that question was never answered. Because even after she died, they were like, who is she? She's like, and Chief was just like, I don't know, some crazy woman. I went about his business, right? Even though she had been living in his house, um, taking care of his his things for years. He was just like, yeah, I, I don't know, you know, some thought. <clears throat> so then, and, and, and it never cleared that up. That's one thing I always wondered. Like, who was that character? Now, probably I'll go to Wikipedia and say, oh, yeah, it turns out she was somebody else. But, yeah, where's the fun in that, you know? Um, yeah, so I didn't read... Um, I read the first two issues of the Finch run, uh, Meredith and David Finch, and it was okay. And if that was my jumping on point, I probably would have been okay with it, Right? Some people didn't like the way what they were doing with Diana, but I it was just like too much of a switch, too much of a change, right? Uh, to me, one of the most subtle changes of creative team is when they do it one at a time, right? Like first they'll switch out the writer, then they'll switch out the um, the penciler because that's what they did on one of my favorite books, uh, Thriller, you know. For issues, it was um, uh, Robert Lauren Fleming doing the writing and Trevor Von Eden doing the uh, the artwork. And then um, Fleming left, but Von Eden stayed on for a couple issues. And then he left, and it was like really smooth because if you weren't if you weren't paying attention to the credits, it just looked like okay what's going on here and when you know it's like okay so the things have switched things have gotten different right the, the story shifted slightly and then the art shifted um kind of drastically but still it was it was kind of subtle so that when i look back when they finally did switch i noticed they switched von eden i was like wait a minute hey what happened to fleming right but then again i was a kid i was what 18 19 that's time Anyway, so that's how I normally like it. But that was just like too big of a of a switch over for me. Um, like I said, it wasn't bad stuff, but it was superhero stuff, you know. And after years of reading a non-superhero Wonder Woman, I just didn't feel like going back, you know. Um, I heard that uh, Rucka took over um, because there was a whole thing where he got Frank Cho fired from a book because he didn't like the way that he had drawn Wonder Woman on a cover or a, uh, was it a variant cover? I don't know. All I know is that was a thing and that um, Cho was blaming Rucker for it because Rucker was the writer. Um, and I don't know if he's still in the book or not. I really don't. Um... But it occurred to me, <laughs> this is what the whole thing started to be about, 
it just occurred to me that out of the Rucka books um, that I know about, four of them star uh, female leads, and I'm reading <laughs> three of them. None of them is by DC, and I'm really enjoying all of them. You know, um, Stumptown. Which I want to say is Oni Press, but it might not be Oni. But uh, it's about a uh, a private eye in Seattle. Um, I really enjoy that. Then there's also Black Magic, which I'm almost positive is Image that he does with Nicola Scott, which is about um, witches in the modern day. And that just occurred to me. I'm reading two books about witches. Not only am I reading um, Black Magic, but I'm also reading uh, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina the Teenage Witch when that book um, comes out. (laughs) And the other book by him that I'm reading is Lazarus, which is about, um, what, Forever Carlisle? (sighs) She's like a protector of her family, you know, and her family is in charge of, like, most of the, not even, I don't even think it's most, but, like, a large part of uh, North America, and I'm not even going into that, other than to say they are, they may be making a a TV show out of it, and if you like Into the Badlands, then I think you'll like Lazarus, all right? And I need to, I need to finish the second season of Into the Badlands. By the way, because that was a badass TV show. It was like easily one of my favorites of the past couple of years. Um, and they're just sitting on my DVR, not even collecting dust, just sitting there. So, anyway, um, I'm at work. And the funny thing is, I still did not get to really talk about what I wanted to talk about. But that's okay, because right now, I am done. I'm done making a lot of noise. A lot of comic book noise. Take it easy. Oh, my God.